Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Complete Sports Media's podcast. I'm your host, Darren Campbell, and we've got a special guest joining us on a Monday evening, break down the UFC and talk about a few other things. We've got Stefan Capolini. Uh, it's been a while, man. Uh, really great to have you. Yeah. Have you back? How you, how you been? I've been pretty good, been pretty good, you know, again, through this uh, pandemic, and uh, we're all intact. Most of us are still here. <laughs> good to hear. <laughs> um, have you been doing uh, a lot of jujitsu? Have you been going to the gym quite regularly? Well, um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting in about two to three times a week, which isn't a lot, but, you know, um, given the situation right now, uh, uh, I'm not working close to my, my academy. Mm. So if I can get in three, I'm, a, I'm elated three, three times uh, a week I'm elated, but sometimes it's just two, you know, family it gets in the way. Um, uh, uh, but uh, hopefully I'll be switching. Actually, we know I'll be switching to, uh, to work a little bit closer. So that's going to help. So I'd like to go three, four times a week and, and, uh, and uh, that'll be, make me really happy. And, uh, and I'll just advance better and quicker. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it always makes you feel well. Uh, all the guys I know that train uh, heavily, uh, they seem to be in a lot better moods when uh, they're there more often. So, uh, yeah, I hope it happens. Uh, seems like yeah. COVID's, um, you know, we're finally getting out of all the, the worst parts of of the shutdown and all the things. Uh, over A little over two years uh, into it, uh, you know, it's time. Be nice. Mm-hmm. Be nice uh, when we you know, just can put it in the rear view mirror and, uh, you know, not have to deal with masking and all the other stuff. It's yeah. uh, been a pain. It's been such a pain. Yeah. It, I go into the uh, grocery store now or going to grab a coffee and I, I go, oh, yeah, you don't have to wear a mask. I'm not wearing a mask. And, I, and then I, I, it feels so, so weird. It feels a little strange yeah. now. And then I see somebody else not wearing a mask and I'm being naughty. And then I think, wait, I'm not wearing a mask either. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know it's kind of wild. Yeah. It's hard to get used to for sure. But uh, okay. Well um, yeah, tonight I would love to break down this uh, USC fight night in Columbus. Um, But the, the talk of yesterday and today has been this, this slap that uh, Will Smith put on Chris Rock. Uh, everybody's been talking about it all over the radio, all over TV, everywhere I stopped today, somebody had some opinions on this. Uh, tell me what, what your thoughts were, uh, of this slap heard around the world. Well, I, I was, I was thinking at first, this is just a gimmick. This is just, uh, you get people, uh, wound up and, and it was just a, a game they were playing. And you know what? I, I watched uh, a video of it just breaking down, like uh, Will smacking him and then turning. And they both look like they have an expression of kind of chuckling. Oh, okay. Yeah, especially Will Smith. Huh? But then he sits down and he just starts screaming at him. Wow. Um, so I don't know what to think right now. If, if it was real, if it was real, I, I think, you know, that's it's assault. Um, yeah. and, uh, apparently Chris Rock didn't, uh, uh didn't even know about the, the hair issues that Jada Pinkman is having, the Appalachia, I think that's what it's called. 
Alopecia. Alopecia. Oh, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I, I'm not about the mountains, I think. On <laughs> 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 somewhere around the East Coast there. <laughs> she doesn't have that, as far as I know, thank God. Thank you God. <laughs> but uh, what is it called I, again? Creating a new disease that nobody knew existed. <laughs> Yeah, two two uh, two years into tourism being low, and and now this is going to kill even <laughs> more tourism in the Appalachian. <laughs> Not going there, man. You lose your hair. <laughs> you become uh, old. Yeah, alopecia. Alope- I say, yeah. Alope- so apparently, he didn't even know that. That that's why she's uh, 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 trimming it down. Um, and and it's. So if it was a legitimate slap, it, it's that's assault. Yeah, yeah, fully. Yeah, you know? I agree. And poor and you know, and and um, you know, I don't, I don't think. Well, Will Smith's quite a bit bigger than Chris yeah. Rock too, and he that's did not. the movie Ali. Yeah. And <laughs> Will, in if you read, uh, I'm, uh, well, uh, I'm not sure if it's just an audio book. I told you about it. A couple months ago, the book Will, and I really enjoyed it. Nice. It just doesn't, that seems so out of character for him yeah. uh, to do something like that. If, if he, I don't know if you've listened to the book, but he got sucker punched in school once by a, a guy, and he talks about that in okay. his book. So just again, it seems like out of character. So I don't think Will is, uh, you know, a, a, a fight uh, a expert, but he, he did the movie Ali. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. They, yeah. if you listen to, he really bulked up for that uh, role he, too, and he and he, yeah, he did a lot yeah. of his boxing uh, himself. And he really uh, trained. Yeah, he really trained. Yeah, he had serious trainers. Mm. Serious trainers. He had to train really hard and sure. poor. So I don't know, you know, if, if it was real, it's not really fair. Like I thought, why didn't Chris Rock just jump him? <laughs> I, well. <laughs> Yeah. I think he got. If it if it was real, he he was just completely shocked. But uh, yeah. apparently, they made up. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I didn't hear I that know. part of it, but I'm glad they have. Uh, I, you know, my thoughts were just like, wow, take a joke. You know, he was joking around. Uh, I don't know uh, why so often comedians are just taking fun at yeah. people, doing a little roasting, and uh, you know, they're just yeah. taking so much uh abuse for it and yeah i just thought uh yeah it was just a simple joke that uh i, I i'm some, really amazed by the reaction but uh we might all be fooled and they might just say yeah it was a gimmick it was a joke uh we we thought we would uh, do something but um you know it after he screamed the second time and used the yeah. word and everything you started thinking oh uh, yeah this this doesn't really seem like a joke anymore so no. Yeah, so we'll see. But yeah, it's uh, weird when, you know, we're in the movie industry. Everybody's talking about best picture, best actor, best, you know, best this, best that. And, uh, you know, all, all anybody's talking about is Chris Rock and Will Smith. It's uh, kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, the right hook to, to the chin there. Yeah. It, it was back to the old USC days where they had no weight classes, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Those good old days. Those 50 pound, yeah. 50 pound weight difference. Yeah. yeah. Hoist, Hoist Gracie was just submitting guys that were hundreds of pounds heavier than him. And, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. The early yeah. stages. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, um, 
It was uh, kind of a lousy weekend. Uh, I do want to uh, put out uh, a, a word to my normal Monday guest, Jason Cameron, uh, involved in a car accident on Friday, and he's on the shelf for a little while. Uh, can't work. Uh, can't do this podcast. Can't do anything. Uh, we're missing you, buddy. Uh, we really missed you today. And um, yeah, we're thinking about you. But uh, Stefan has stepped in to uh, pinch hit for you, and uh, and uh, we're gonna have fun talking about uh, this card uh, that happened over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. get uh, Jason's watching this. Well, get well, but I would have sent him a get well good uh, text. You know, yeah, not getting any, any more from me. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, enough of my yeah, kindness. The weekend wasn't great for me. Um, one of my favorite musicians in the world from my mm. favorite current band passed away. Mm. Taylor Hawkins uh, died yeah. at the age of 50 from the band Foo Fighters. Uh, Taylor has been a guy that I've respected and loved for uh, his whole entire career. Um, was a drummer for a couple of really, really big Canadian artists over the years. Alanis Morissette and Sash Jordan. Had an opportunity to cross paths with him back then. And then when he joined the Foo Fighters in 1997 and has been with them for the past 25 years, uh, just uh, last year uh, nominated into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And uh, the news that he passed away um, this weekend, uh, it really hit me hard. And I, I know it hit a lot of people hard. Um, really amazing musician, lost way too early. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and we're we're you and I are are also huge Zeppelin fans. And you actually see, I don't know if you watch the it's about ten years old now, but it's amazing. I put it up uh, every once in a while. Uh, the tribute at the Kennedy Center yeah. uh, for Zeppelin, and and uh, they did uh, they did um, can't remember what song it was right now. Good times, bad times, perhaps. Uh, but the Foo Fighters uh, yeah. uh, did that, yeah. so yeah, I was thinking about that. Actually, I'm, maybe I'll watch that uh, uh, them perform that tonight. And poor Dave Crow. Um, yeah, imagine, you know, imagine how many? So thirty years later, losing Kurt Cobain, uh, you know, and Nirvana uh, disbanded from yeah. that point forward. And uh, I, I mean, that was huge. Uh, I mean, and I think this was uh, as well. Yeah, I think that's it for such a blow to the whole Foo Fighters family, and you know I feel for Dave Grohl, one of the one of the yeah. really really good guys in music. That um, you know you always love hearing him talk and seeing you know them perform and stuff. And yeah, I I I really hope the band is not done. But um, we've seen when you know such a key member uh, goes, sometimes they just don't want to perform anymore and. Uh, they decide uh, that was it, and uh, we're hoping that's yeah. not the case. But uh, it'll be a really, really tough seat to fill for for anybody because uh, Taylor um, was, you know, just such a legendary drummer and great guy. Yeah, yeah, and and you, like I said, uh, Dave, a good guy, and I, I truly believe that uh, him and his band were. And, and I don't know if you know this. Uh, they did this a, a few years ago. There were people. At a, a gay pride parade, protesting, yelling and screaming, they, they, and it was known that they're all oh, going to go. Oh, well, let's go protest this in some city in, in the U.S. And so, uh, all these people were uh, 
went there to protest uh, the gay pride uh, parade. Okay. But what got broken? What broke up that protest? The Foo Fighters went in there and started blasting away and singing, you know, and oh, and, wow. and, and 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 muffled them out. Oh wow! With, uh, what oh, they wow. Did. Yeah, I did. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'll have to find that. I watched a bunch of stuff um, on the weekend. Uh, I listened to a lot of their music and. Um, yeah, I was uh, yeah, I was really emotional and it really hit me hard. Uh, I've I've been a massive music lover my entire life, and uh, a lot of these um, premature deaths uh, they really hit me. And uh, this one, mm-hmm. this one really affected me a ton. Yeah, uh, everything to live for. Yeah, and um, and and doing something that so many of us want and aspire to be. You know, to be creative yeah. and to make a living off of being creative, yeah. sort of freedom, uh, yeah. express yeah. yourself that way. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, mo- lots of us are very creative people and it's very nice to, you know, uh, aspire to your top creativity. And lots of these guys are, you know, uh, some of the greatest in the world at, at what they do and, uh, and so many of them turn to drugs and alcohol as a as a way to escape or as a way to have fun uh, also with it. But yeah, uh, yeah it just it can turn deadly uh, in one instance. And, you know, we we've seen it here. At, we've seen it across North America. The uh, op- opioid crisis is just um, ravaging cities and inner inner cities and, and all over. And, uh, you know, and this is another victim. And yeah, it was sad, but um, yeah, I'm glad he was able to leave so much great music behind uh, in his life and things that we can constantly remember him for. And and um, yeah, my, our thoughts and condolences uh, definitely to the entire Foo Fighters family and to Taylor's direct family and friends. Uh, it's going to be hard. Yeah. It's going to take a yeah. while to get over this one for sure. Uh, let's, yeah. talk about, let's talk about okay. kind of an exciting uh, moment that happened over the weekend. Um, in Toronto at uh, BMO Field, uh, Canada's soccer team, uh, the men's soccer team, was able to uh, gain a berth in the World Cup for the first time in 36 years. Uh, they uh, finished the top of their group, uh, beating Jamaica 4 0. And uh, the celebration was uh, giving me goosebumps. Uh, I had tears welling up in my eyes. I was feeling so patriotic. Love seeing the Canadian flags and the patriotism and everything there. Um, did you get a chance to revel in that a little bit yourself? Yeah, yeah, I did a little bit, and uh, pretty amazing. Thirty-six years later, and I, I it just I don't understand it. And here in Canada, soccer is the most played sport. Yeah, yeah, most popular sport in in the country. There's more, yeah, and, more kids playing soccer than any other sport. Yeah. Yeah, and so why why have we suffered so much? Yeah. I mean, incredible hockey team. It's like uh, yeah. oh, the, speaking of hockey, my brother-in-law is sending me messages uh, uh, from Mexico during the Olympics. He goes, Canadians are getting beaten in hockey. What's <laughs> yeah. up with them? I go, I know one player on this team. Yeah. Like, NHL players are 
yeah, but they're still getting beaten. <laughs> I go, Canada could send three teams that could potentially win the gold medal okay, yeah. in hockey. So hockey, fantastic. Um, we're getting better at basketball even, uh, uh, you know, but soccer, well, now, now soccer. So great. Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal. Well, I was a soccer player for many years of my life, and mm-hmm. there just reached a point where it just didn't seem like there was anywhere more to go. A Canadian was not able to play professionally when I was growing yeah. up. Uh, there was just no opportunities there. But we're starting to see uh, players getting opportunities in the leagues around the world. And, yeah. you know, there's guys that are coming in that, you know, suddenly are on the world stage. And, and this this accomplishment will have really big ramifications as the years yeah. go by because all the kids that were there or watching on TV will be like, wow, I want to do that. I can do that. Let's, let's, uh, you know, go and play soccer today and, you know, get into it. So uh, this is really big for the sport and for the yeah. country. Uh, it was nice to see everyone united and, and, and the waving of the Canadian flags is something that uh, I've been a little bit angry with in the last little while because of these convoys <laughs> and all yeah. this stuff that's been going on down at the borders with uh, truckers and all that. And, yeah, uh, you know, I said to some friends, who knew that at some point I would like to see a Ukrainian flag way more than a Canadian flag? You know, and I was like, this is yeah. weird. But, I suddenly felt that patriotism again and was I hear happy that uh, people were waving the Canadian flag and wearing the red shirts like you are and, and all that. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like the yeah. convoys were really starting to make me not like to see the Canadian flag. Yeah. Yeah. It went on a little long, didn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. it was happening. Like again towards that. You made your point. I was you down by point. the border and it was happening again today. So, you know, it's still not oh, over. Oh, really? No, it's still not over. Ah, okay. Kind of okay. bizarre. You know, yeah, you and I deal with truck drivers and, you know, we, they're, <laughs> they're, they're kind of a different breed. And, yeah. uh, you know, they have their beliefs, but I never thought I wouldn't be happy to see a Canada flag. And I started yes. not being happy, but uh, I think maybe this is done now and I can be happy again to see the, being patriotic to this country yeah yeah doesn't look like a confederation flag again you know <laughs> no no that was ugly to see it started it was starting to look like that <laughs> yeah that yeah, was yeah horrible yeah so uh okay well let's uh yeah. let's talk about the ufc uh the ufc okay. was the ufc was in uh england london england uh, this pa- uh, we- a week ago Saturday, and uh, that was one of the greatest fight nights in, in the history of the sport, and uh, just the level of excitement, the enthusiasm, the cheering was really off the charts. Dana White uh, was able to give bonuses to every single fighter that got finishes. Nine oh, fighters oh, okay. finishes, they got fifty k. So four hundred fifty thousand nice. dollars in bonuses given out because he was so thrilled and excited with what they did there uh they were they had another live event this past weekend and this was in columbus ohio in the nationwide yeah. arena and uh i actually really thought the crowd was great at most at most times uh they yeah. booed a little bit too much for my liking at times but yes. 
Yeah. Uh, what do you think of this uh, live American crowd that got to uh, witness this fight night? Um, well, I, first off, I agree with you a little bit too much booing, uh, and particularly for, uh, I think, for one fighter uh, that gave a hell of a fight and, um, and entertained incredibly. Yet they, they just they just kept booing him. Yeah. And do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah uh, Brian Barberina, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the hometown boy. Uh, but, uh, Matt Brown's a hometown boy, but what an incredible fight! That and was you know one what? of the best fights. Yeah, I, I told yeah. you it was one of my favorite fights of all time. Actually, they just went toe to toe, and uh, it was just an all-out war, and and I loved it. I, I I would if I was in the arena. Even if it's the hometown boy, I'm not booing that guy. What an no, effort! No, no, absolutely not. Those guys put not. in a hell of an effort. Absolutely not. And and uh, they did, and it was incredibly entertaining. And it's interesting because you know I I wasn't able to watch all the fights live. I got home uh, Saturday late afternoon, and and I think it started after that uh, that fight. I I got to see the rest of them, so I caught up on the other ones uh, nice. today. Yeah. Um, and, and a little bit yesterday as well. And um, so when you told me, uh, today we spoke earlier, you told me that's one of your top favorite fights. So I, I, I went right away to, I, I thought I got to catch up and see him on. So I put that one on okay. uh, right away. And I'm watching the first minute, two minutes, and I'm going three minutes. I go, what are talking about? Right. You know? sure. And then it starts getting a little better and then it starts getting hot. And, you know, by the end of the round, I go, Hey, that was a good round. Started, uh, you know, they were missing each other a little bit in the in the bed. He he did that like Mark Coleman, uh, who was uh, oh no, the Barbarina's coach, uh, saying, yeah, I did that too. Those stupid feet, foot sweeps on you, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. exactly. and I go, okay, but that was pretty good, uh, pretty good sweep. So okay, at the end of the round, I go, okay, that was pretty good. But what's Darren talking about? That's not the best uh, fight. As and then the second round got got even quite a bit better, and then. The, third round yes. in the third round i still didn't have in my mind have a winner a determined winner yeah. and i remember i looked down at the clock 17 seconds and yeah. barberino started just pedal to the metal Unleashing. hurt matt brown yeah. and then i went okay he won that round because to me it was one and one going into the third round yeah. And uh, and then it was so close the third round up until the end. Right at the end, yeah, yeah, he seemed to get yeah. it in the last few seconds, yeah. So, yeah, it just, uh, yeah, it, it was a slow burn, slow boil, but uh, you know, it wasn't technically sound. Uh, both these guys are no. very experienced veterans. Uh, Matt Brown's been in, yeah. you know, many wars. He's forty-one years old now. Uh, it wasn't yeah. incredibly technically sound. Uh, you know, I've seen lots nope. of better performances. With guys where I'm like, wow, that guy is a solid, amazing, amazing fighter. But but just yeah. the effort level that they put in, and they were hurt, and they just kept coming and coming. And oh coming yeah, and giving it their all. And and to me, that's the kinds of fights that I really, really respect and love. Uh, go back to Forrest Griffin, Stephen Bonner, that really changed <laughs> the trajectory of the sport. And that's that's really yeah. what you know what people love. But it's just two guys yeah. and just. Going for it, not defense. It's just 
I'm going to hit you, you hit me, let's yeah. just go, right? And that was fun. And it's funny you mentioned that because I was thinking about that fight, but I thought, no, I'm not going to. That was even sloppier. That <laughs> yeah. was just like a good drunken brawl between those two. <laughs> True, yeah. A little bit sloppier. Sure, but it, but it changed the whole trajectory of the sport. It really did. It, just, it did, absolutely. You know, that, uh, that was a UFC huge night. And- and, uh, you know, it, a lot of fights, when they go toe-to-toe like that, I harken back and I remember, you know, that's, that's what people love. And that's, you know, where we want a lot of these guys to win, but uh, we don't want them to be so cautious and, and not opening themselves up. You know, we want right. them to just really go for it. Like a lot of us think we would if we had the chance at a title. Yeah. You know, you're down two rounds, three rounds. You know, okay, if I'm I'm gonna get knocked out, oh well, I might as well just swing and hopefully I connect. But we don't see a lot of guys do that, and so when no. they do, it's great. You know, what I think I heard recently Emmanuel Stewart, the great uh, boxing coach, said about Bernard Hopkins. He says, right. "I don't think I ever saw Bernard Hopkins get rocked. Wow, get really rocked." And Bernard Hopkins was very, very technical and very defensive. But what's more fun to watch for us, especially for sort of the mainline crowd that may not really understand the technicalities. It's like a lot of people say to me sometimes, like, oh, it gets so boring when it goes to the ground. And that's, I would like, I prefer seeing them, you know, punch each other and kick each other. Absolutely. But I still like the ground game. Some guys, just, uh, people, I should say guys, guys or girls, just absolutely hate it because they don't yeah. understand anything about it. Right. But, um, but yeah. no, yeah, you, you, like uh, you don't want to see, you do want to see two guys or two girls really hitting each other. That's, yeah. that's uh, fun and uh, exciting. That's very exciting. And it got fight of the night. They both got 50K for their effort. And uh, yeah. you know, just love to see that. Um, it, it, it really, um, you know, to me, it was the best fight of the night. And uh, I was really happy. And uh, yeah, it would have been great for that hometown crowd to have the hometown guy. Sure. Uh, get the victory but like you say uh being a judge you know you and i uh, have got certification as judges and and uh mm-hmm. i i do watch critically for a lot of these fights but the fights like that you know you're like wow like i would hate to be a judge that night because uh, they were it was as close as you can come to a draw really yeah yeah and you know um judge and sometimes as a judges miss things like if, if it wasn't for the last 10 seconds, like how, to me, how, how would I have judged that? Because here's the thing too, like uh, um, Bar- Barbarino did probably connect to the head a little bit more. But what about those body kicks that Matt Brown was uh, like, and how confident, how conditioned, like both guys don't look like, uh, like just rock hard. No. But those kicks were slamming into his ribs. Yeah. He's totally fine. It's amazing what kind of condition these guys are in. But yeah, how, how I mean, it would have been amazingly difficult to have uh, to have judged that fight and that round if it wasn't for Barbarino's um, flurry at the at the end. At the very end, yeah, right. Yeah. And you always want to you want to finish strong. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 
that's they, important uh, they in were, the judge's they mind. To, they were supposed to fight uh, at, a, at an earlier date. Uh, yeah. I think uh, Brown got COVID, one of the reasons why it canceled. Uh, I'm glad yeah. the UFC stuck to their guns and, and made them happen. Uh, Bam yeah. Bam has the record for throwing the most significant strikes in a uh, in a welterweight fight, 146. Uh, he came <laughs> close again to uh, breaking that record. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, Matt Brown, like, they call him the immortal because he's – unable to die he's unable to be killed and a lot of people have tried and uh you know unsuccessfully uh and he's been in you know amazing amazing amount of battles uh those those and you know some some of the takedowns he had were uh, pretty wild and uh like i say what wasn't technically sound but really super fun fight one of one of my top 10 i think and and he, the, both those guys look like uh, you know what uh, you got to kill me to stop me yeah. guys right uh, I can uh, with Matt Brown I can only think of him getting knocked out once uh, Donald Cerrone okay shin kick to the head uh, right. that's the only one I can remember um, and takedowns were great as as mentioned he didn't do a lot though of damage there. No. Uh, when, when he had him down, nor uh, he, he had one submission attempt, but uh, I actually thought he was going from a triangle from the top. They were saying, he's going for an arm bar, he's going to, but he's too high. I thought he was going for a triangle from the top, but I couldn't see his, his on the other side. Okay. That would have been interesting. I can only actually remember that being pulled off by, um, well, uh, what's his name, got knocked out by Bisbing, uh, Luke, or... Uh, Rockhold, Luke Rockhold. Rockhold, he did that on uh, uh, the guy uh, on in a fight. I can't remember the other guy's name right now. Bald guy, kind of stocky fighter, um, but it'll come to me perhaps in a bit. Anyway, um, yeah, just uh, looks like you those guys. You gotta kill them to stop yeah, them. Not totally, technically, yeah. and and Matt Brown thinks he can win the title. That's what he they said. I I, I don't see it. No, not I think he can. I think he can simply, you know, uh, war, win uh, uh, with some big guys still, or maybe yeah. close to top ten in a war of attrition. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, uh, I think you know, at forty-one years old, usually, uh, you know, the time has passed you by for a title shot. Uh, his record's yeah. twenty-five and nineteen too, so they don't usually. Yeah, guys like that type of record, um, you know, title shots uh, at that advanced age. Uh, we saw it with Glover Teixeira, but he yeah. had been on a really amazing trajectory, winning, you know, seven or eight out of nine or something like that. Yeah, so, um, yeah I, I think uh, yeah, we won't see him get a, a UFC belt around his waist, but uh, he's given, you know, all his fans and and us a, a ton of great moments. And uh, he holds the record for the most finishes in the division with 14. Vince, Vincente Luque has 13. Okay. Matt Hughes has 11 and Tiago Alves has nine. So, um, okay. Yeah, he, he holds the record there. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I, I saw some matchmaking possibilities today um, for uh, Barbarina and uh, yeah. someone said, uh, Nicholas Dalby or Matthew Semmelsberger were the two guys that uh, immediately came to mind. 
who've both got wins and uh, sort of match up well. So we'll see if we put that, they, they put that together. I can see Brown in uh, a lot of exciting matchups um, and numerous ones. So uh, yeah, yeah, I can't wait. And, and I think, yeah, I was going to say, I think, I think, you know, there's uh, over the last few uh, couple of years, two, three years, a lot of guys have been cut from the USC, yeah. but uh, Matt Brown doesn't have a great record. But he's he's been extremely entertaining, oh, yeah. and he, he can he 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 can win. He can still win fights, and he can still win some big fights. So I oh, yeah. think they're going to keep him around. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about the main event. Uh, we had a heavyweight mm. battle between Curtis Blades and Chris Dawkins. Uh, yeah. Curtis Blades is still to me um, a real good title contender. Uh, he. Yeah. He, um, uh, you know, he's always been an amazing wrestler, great at grappling. His ground game was phenomenal, but now he's really evolved to be a great striker and knockout artist. And uh, this was a, a really big win from an up and comer in Dawkins who had looked good in his few um, USC appearances. And um, yeah, I was impressed with uh, Blade's performance. He didn't attempt any takedowns in that first round. And no. I think everybody was quite shocked by that. Uh, really good on him to surprise everybody and and utilize yeah. the game and then uh, wow I'm a huge huge shot um, and yeah it was over with some ground and pound uh, getting the victory yeah yeah no 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 attempts at all I wonder if he's a and I wouldn't think so versus Doc it's a, a little shy about going down I think he he wants to show his his uh, his striking game. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why I say that is he's a bit shy about that now because it didn't turn out that well the last time. Yeah, Derek Lewis, uh, yeah, really KO'd him. And, uh, yeah, that was a tough one, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe that maybe that he just wanted to improve his striking game. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and so, but really impressive. And it's, uh, they both connected. Did you notice the both Dachau's and and uh, blades connected at the same time yeah, but yeah. one guy's ears moved a little bit more than the other <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that yeah. sounds ears were yeah, yeah. And... yeah it was uh but it was a devastating shot and um yeah it was great to see uh two weeks in a row heavyweight battles uh tom aspinall getting the big victory last right. week over uh, alexander volkov and um yeah the heavyweight, the heavyweight picture is really starting to take great shape and a, a lot of really, really top guys. Uh, Francis Ngannou just had uh, knee surgery just over a week ago. Uh, he's on the shelf okay. for nine or 10 months. So Dana oh, White said okay. that um, if that is the timeline, they're going to have an interim belt. Interim. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think right away blades uh, is kind of in line with Ciro Gane for uh, yeah. another, another shot at that. Uh, Gane yeah. is uh, number one ranked still, and mm -hmm. uh, Blades is number four going into this weekend. I didn't see today if he moved up past, exactly. past anybody else, but uh, we've got Cyril Gane at one, Stipe Miocic at two, uh, Taitu Avasa at three, and then Blades at four. Derek Lewis right behind him, uh, you know, funny, but uh, Derek mm. Lewis did beat uh, Curtis. But And then we got Aspinall six, Volkov seven. Rosenstrike, who Blades beat uh, before this one, and uh, yeah. Martin Tubura uh, around out the top 10. So 
Uh, the heavyweight division sometimes lacks a lot of depth that a lot of the other divisions have, but uh, uh, I'm impressed with quite a few of those guys in that top 10. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely, particularly in, in uh, the top five. Then, it, in my opinion, drops off the, after that top eight a little bit. And then the last two guys, uh, um, uh, as you said, um, I, I, don't, I, I don't see them uh, really moving up much from there. But uh, there's some interesting guys. Yeah, definitely Serangane with uh, Curtis Blades. That could be a, a, a really, that could be an interesting fight. And I think we're going to see Blades yeah. try to wrestle a little bit more in that fight if that happens. And then Asfanov, just a big surprise to me. That's all I can say. Moves really nicely, very quickly. And if you look at uh, uh, he, yeah, what he did to uh, Balkanov, if I'm saying that right, Derek Lewis was losing, uh, perhaps losing a fight versus him until he just connected to the big right hand in the third round and it's over. But Aspinall, and you can't always compare it like that, but Aspinall was just completely dominated and uh, the whole uh, fight until he stopped it in the first round. Yeah, yeah, no, it was uh, it was a really impressive performance, and um, yeah, he. He moves really well for a uh, heavyweight with the power. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, look out. Um, well, he, I don't know if you know, he was a smaller guy, a kid growing up. And he, and so he, yeah, he, I saw, he learned I saw to move. And he was bone, uh, real thin. He was like really yeah. tall and thin. It was crazy to see the pictures of him as a kid. Yeah, very, 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 did not look like a heavyweight fighter at all. Uh, the other right. thing that happened uh, while he was in the cage was, um, Daniel Cormier seemed to egg on him when Stipe Miocic, and I know Cormier and Miocic have always seen eye to eye, got along very well. They've had their three battles in the cage, and he pointed out Stipe and said, "You got anything to say to him?" And and uh, Blades was uh, very complimentary. He said, "You know, yeah. he's a legend, uh, one of yeah. the greatest to, to lace them up, and uh, you know, I'd love to fight him." And uh, Stipe seemed not really interested. He he kind of did a wave at the end, but he was like, ah, ah, this guy's not in my class. Yeah. I don't want him. But uh, that would be a hell of a battle too, though. Yeah, it very well could be. Um, now that Blades is boxing and striking is much better. Uh, Stipe's wrestling is really solid as well. Doesn't have a ground, much of a ground. Oh, he's got ground and pound. Um, doesn't have submissions, but who knows? Who knows where Stipe's at now? Yeah, you know, it's been over a well over a year now. It's been a while, Probably yeah. Two, and the so, other, and the other, um, the other name that uh, we should briefly mention is John Jones, and he keeps threatening to uh, get in there, threatening to be uh, in the mix, but uh, yeah, still has not had an opponent. Still, uh, no. it seems to be on the shelf, and and uh, we're all waiting to see the first uh, heavyweight that he takes on. Yeah, yeah and, and this has been years. And, and his last few fights in, in light heavyweight, we didn't see the same John Jones. Was he fading or was he just uninterested? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, his last fight was against Dominic Reyes, February 8th, 2020. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's like over two years now. And, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, he's had so much controversy and so many things outside the cage. Uh, you know, uh, maybe maybe he's just decided to to move on. Uh, he keeps 
threatening to uh, you know come back and and fight at at heavyweight. But uh, yeah, I don't know why uh, they can't put some together. Uh, you know, they yeah he was he was the biggest fighter in the UFC and and uh, got the most pay per views. But uh, it's weird that uh, it's been so long for uh, since we've seen him. Well, I, I think he wanted to fight uh, for the title. He didn't want. He didn't want a uh, prelim yeah. warm up fight. No tune up uh, fight. No. no tune up fight. Not hey, let me show you what I can do at at heavyweight. No, he just won Ngannou right away. No. And I think Dana White was saying no, but saying uh, but no. yeah, but that I think that would have that would have been brought in a lot of pay per view. Why not? Yeah, I think it would have been great. Uh, I mentioned John Jones and all the trouble he's had outside the cage uh, there have been quite a few uh, problems with some of the top fighters in the world uh, recently uh, Chris Weidman getting charged with attempted murder and many other charges Chael Sonnen having 11 felony charges for assault uh, Ma- uh, Jorge Masvidal getting charged with assault for uh, beating up Colby Covington after their battle in the cage um, oh wow yeah, uh, and it keeps when all these things but, keep but happening. Wait, you said Chris Weidman or Kane Velasquez? Oh, sorry, 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 Kane Velasquez. Yeah, that. that <laughs> I, sorry, Chris. Holy cow! No, no, you're right. Yeah, Kane Velasquez, Mr. Nice Guy. Oh, okay, yeah. Yes. Although, okay, yes, okay. Uh, so, uh, when when all these things keep happening outside in their personal lives and out in the streets, out yeah. in front of bars, Vegas, different things like that, I comes to mind that um, do you think a lot of these guys are suffering from CTE and it's causing this kind of violent outburst? Mm. Uh, well, yeah, uh, yeah, possibly some of it, but I think by nature they were like that. Fighters are a little bit crazy. And, and even when I used to train down here at uh, Lions MMA, which I was at for, Five years. I remember the coach uh, talking about uh, some one of his fighters, and he said to me, "You know, he's a fighter. Fighters are fucking crazy. <laughs> you know, they yeah. are a little bit. You know, so they have that by nature anyway. And and a lot of them. The great thing about uh, them having this outlet of MMA or boxing and Muay Thai and these sports is that they they're not going out into the street and doing that. They're not going to bars usually and doing that. But now." You know, uh, they're uh, now they're getting all. Perhaps they're getting. I mean, fighters have always had issues as well. Not all of them. There's some extremely calm ones, but uh, uh, could it be CT? CT? um, Yeah, possibly. That's a possibility. Um, uh, There's 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 some. There's quite a bit we still don't know. We don't even understand why some guys get it. And yeah. most guys get it, and some guys just don't get it. They don't have it. It doesn't affect them. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, a possi- possibility. With Kane Malaskas, I mean, it's, um, he was trying to protect uh, one of the family members. Yeah. But like everybody says, why don't you just go beat the shit out of him? Just go punch him out. Yeah, With yeah. Kane Velasquez. Not, not take, a, take a gun. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, so uh, he's losing it too. Uh, yeah, former heavyweight champion. And yeah, but uh, he obviously 
had a, a you know mental break or something and uh yeah and just yeah. lost his and, mind and uh, it's it's an unfortunate part about the u.s is most people are carrying guns and you know we've all been extremely angry at points in our life and you know if there's a gun there would many of us picked it up at some point i don't know but uh you know it's kind of scary that they can you know at any moment get a little <laughs> angry uh road rage whatever and you know there's a gun you pull the trigger uh you know serious consequences could be uh, life altering and you know you, you you hit somebody you murder somebody uh you know life could be over yeah and as a Chris Rock, I don't know, bringing him up again, I don't know if you ever see his comedy, uh, one of his comedy skits where he talks about like something like, uh, or, uh, you know, uh, bullets, bullets should be really expensive, like you've got to pay layaway on them. Like, you got you go in there one week, you pay, put a little bit of money, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm going to kill this guy. I'm gonna shoot this guy. Yeah. By the time you finish paying for the bullets, like, ah, oh, calm down. <laughs> Calmer, no, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the point where a lot of fighters have this aggression and they, yeah. it's nice when they go to a gym and they get their anger and aggression out on somebody that's just as good as them and, you know, skilled, uh, they can get it out instead of out on the streets and you know, at bars in their family homes, that kind of thing. Um, I, I was a huge proponent of make sure, making sure that MMA uh, would be sanctioned, would get full sanctioning across North America, around the world, because, um, you know, people, guys are going to fight. There's this inner anger, fury. It's just there. And if you don't have any outlet for it, you're going to look for the first place that you can get it. And that's outside a bar, or, you know, yeah. just places yeah. where these guys need to blow off their steam. And, and I needed it as a young man. I needed a place to, you know, just get that anger out. And one of the reasons why I'm a fan of heavy metal music is I would go to a heavy metal show and I'd mosh with everybody. And after the show, I felt like, oh, I don't need to pick up anybody for days, weeks on end. I feel calm now. And, uh, you know, all these people are always protesting the, you know, metal shows and right. uh, the violence from, uh, you know, mixed martial arts and boxing and stuff. But I, I think it's a really good outlet for angry young men. I, I absolutely agree. And I, and sometimes, uh, you know, uh, I'll have it on. There might be a UFC fight night and I have it on and my wife invites somebody over and, and, and I, I watch it with the volume down and, and then her friends are going, oh, this is disgusting. But they can't take their eyes off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, exactly. and, and, um, I've faced and the so, thing over the years myself too. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. So they see blood, they're like, oh, this is barbaric. Oh, I can't it is, yeah. But I can't stop watching this. You know? I can't stop watching it. And, uh, you know, people will, will always watch a fight. You know, the fight breaks out on the street uh, during the tennis match. No one's going to keep watching the tennis match. You're going to turn and watch the fight, right? Yeah, exactly. uh, so, um, but, it's a, but the thing is, too, about what you said about they'll go into a gym against guys that are just as good as them. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's not, but that's not the way it is in the beginning. A lot. It, it's, no, true. it's a very humbling experience, yes. you know, because um, even when I started jujitsu 
and a lot of jujitsu uh, uh, has its mix, but, uh, you know, you get your big, strong guys, but you get a lot of smaller guys and you get a lot of guys that are a little bit nerdy because it's very, uh, very methodical and they, they love that. Plus they don't want to, they, they want to be able to defend themselves and, uh, and small guys. So, you know what, when I started, uh, I was like humbled big time. Yeah. You know, these little oh, yeah. guys choking me out. And then I've had the same experience where young guys come into the gym and they're, they're green, they're fresh, and they think they're tough. And they get, they realize really quick, like, holy shit, I'm getting tuned here. Right. And it's nice when they come back, but a lot of those guys don't come back. Right. They just don't come back, unfortunately. Right. And now to go back to the 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 the, uh, the brain damage you're talking about, um, if you uh, the UFC in the old days didn't have those gloves, those gloves are hard and you, could, you know you can throw almost as hard as you like. But in old UFC they couldn't do that. But if you remember, uh, uh, former U.S. Uh, uh, Senator John McCain right. said the word that you said right now: it's barbaric. Yeah. They should wear gloves. And the funny thing is, in, it was l actually less barbaric because, le because those gloves didn't allow you to hit somebody in the face sure. as much. For, you had to be more cautious. Yeah, break your hand and, really easily. So, break your hand really absolutely. easily. So you're not going to keep throwing a punch when your hand's broken uh, over and over. Right. Exactly. Right, right. It'd be interesting, you know, but, but, it, but it was great for the UFC because, oh, all of a sudden, these guys are punching the hell out of each other. And then the, the fanship just exploded after that, you know. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's touch on um, uh, another fight on the card. The co-main event yeah. had uh, Joanne Wood against Alexa Grasso. Uh, Joanne... Yeah. Uh, uh, Joanne decided to throw a spinning elbow, uh, really made a big mistake there, got taken down, yeah. and uh, a rear naked choke was put in very, very quickly, forced to tap, and uh, it was the first submission of Alexa Grasso's career, but uh, she sure wow. looked good putting it in and uh, sinking it in and making sure that Joanne was not going to get out of it. Yeah, well, uh, Alexa Grasso now purple belt in, in BJJ. Uh, and uh, so getting to that, the point where her, her skills are, are getting, as a submission artist, are getting sharper and sharper. So we'll probably start seeing more of those because, yeah, she got in that. You, you could see it and she got it in really quickly. Yeah. And uh, that's the amazing thing about the fight game and particularly MMA is one mistake can do it uh, do it can end it and and uh, a couple guys um uh, that we mentioned already today from the past luke rockhold and uh who, who and then also who you mistakenly accused of uh attempted murder tonight. yeah damn sorry chris <laughs> but remember he did it. well that's pretty uh pretty rough to yeah. mistakenly put that i don't yeah. know why Weidman came in instead of Velasquez. <laughs> yeah, but giving your back up like that is, is always a, it's a big risk. And if you remember, Chris Weidman threw a sloppy spinning back kick. Oh, man. And Rockhold got his back in there. Rockhold's a, Rockhold's a mean submission artist. Yeah. And that, that, that was over. He lost his title. 
little little mistakes like that. It's and uh, I, but then then and we can talk about that other fight too a little earlier on. Mm. There was a success a, success, a successful spinning back fist. Right. Yeah. That was. So it's yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I mean you you can throw it, uh, but there can be consequences either way. But um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, this one didn't work out for. Calderwood or Joanne Wood now that she's married. Uh, I would. I've always been a big fan of the Scottish fighters. I always really yeah. like hearing them talk. Uh, after in the cage, uh, Paul Craig just can't get enough of his post uh, triangle right? <laughs> and, and the way he, choked yeah. people, he his submission game has become so elite and incredible. Yeah. Uh, I have his Scottish triangle. blood and heritage, so <laughs> I guess maybe that's why. But I just. I was yeah. hoping for uh, JoJo, but uh, no, not to be on this night. Right, right, yeah, no, and and um, but uh, and and the development of uh, MMA throughout the world too is is uh, particularly uh, south of the U.S. Now it's really really uh, exploding. Uh, of course, in Brazil, it's uh, I mean uh, MMA. Uh, you could say it's one it was one of the epicenters uh yeah. before but now in in a lot of latin american countries it's, it's becoming we're getting more and more fighters which is great because uh we're getting more and more talent from all around the world but yeah. latin america is really actually and, and mexico as well really really expanding with their with their mma fighters yeah you're right yeah it sure mm -hmm. uh there was talk about uh alexa grasso um possibly fighting Manon Furio from France. She was on the card earlier in the night. Uh, they might, they, they will have the same amount of rest and uh, they seem to be on the same type of trajectory. So uh, mm -hmm. it looks like maybe the USC will be putting them together. And um, they look, I heard that Wood might be facing uh, the winner between Misha Tate and Lauren Murphy and Misha Tate. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Misha Tate's just fresh off the Big Brother show and uh, trying to get back oh. into the, uh, um, a, a title kind of a race. Oh, really? So, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't so. know that. I, I ever tell you I almost got onto Big Brother? <laughs> no, I didn't hear that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were yeah, uh, Big Brother in Canada uh, or? Uh, no. In, so, yes and no. So, I was here doing a tour in because uh, I used to be a tour guide years ago and so I was driving a minibus uh 24 passenger bus to Victoria doing a tour and on the bus there I was actually doing it in Spanish and uh, on the bus there this is just when I came back from living a year in Mexico and on the bus there was the host of Big Brothers Mexico oh no way. and wow. his wife said get this guy on your show, get this guy on your show. And, and they go, yeah, yeah, you want to be on the show? And and, uh, and uh, I just got back from Mexico and I wasn't ready to go back until uh, I didn't do it. Oh, I wow. actually regret it now. I didn't even really know what Big Brother was at the time. Oh, you know? crazy, wow. I mean, yeah, I know you love those shows. The, uh, the, favorites, the, ba <laughs> the Bachelor, I think. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's on my <laughs> list every week, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, you got me. You know me too well. <laughs> but yeah, I could have been in Big Brother Mexico. I probably should have gone for it. That would have been kind of cool. 
Yeah, that would have been really cool. Yeah, I would have uh, yeah. loved to see that. Even though I don't speak Spanish, I still would have loved to see it subtitled. <laughs> <laughs> see, you, see you negotiate your way through that. Um, yeah. All right, why don't we talk, touch a little bit on Kai Kara France's big victory, uh, split decision yeah. over Asker Askarov. Uh, I'm, I'm right now kind of to the point where I want to ban every Russian athlete from competing. So I don't yeah. want to talk much about any Russians, but uh, let's talk <laughs> okay. about Sarah France and, and the big victory. Uh, Darren, my, my daughter's screaming at me and my wife is, uh, uh, keep talking for a few minutes. I'm going to okay. run. All I right. know she sounds wants her, her, okay. her sounds good. Sounds good. keep running. Give uh, me one yeah. second. But uh, actually, can you hear me still? I can. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear, uh, I hear what you're saying. Okay. Here, I'm just going to. Turn this on for a sorry. He's still watching Netflix. There you go. You got to go to bed anyway, sweetie. Okay, so yeah, you're saying you're getting to the point you want to ban every. Yeah, and there were quite a few Russians on this show. Yeah, there have been a lot of Russians. There was a lot of Russians on the UK show last week and, yeah. uh, and this yeah. week. Uh, some of the uh, European promotions have banned Russians from their cards. Um, obviously, right. uh, soccer has banned Russia from competing for the World yeah. Cup, uh, and most of the Russian athletes have have just received a full out ban. Um, yeah, I just think that at this point, the way you know the Russian government has uh, done what they're doing in Ukraine, um, I just don't want to have anything celebrated Russian wise. Uh, you know, get out of Ukraine, and then um, yeah, we can you know get you back competing in the sport that you participate in. Yeah. Yeah. I could, uh, I mean, the UFC has, uh, um, you know, go, gone against the grain and in, in, in a lot of ways, even during COVID, you know, every place was shut down. Uh, and yet there were shows uh, in the height of COVID in Texas live shows. And now, now here's another thing. And, and, uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't have much to say about that, except uh, it's probably a good idea just to, to, to let them sit on the bench yeah. for the time being. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we did see a great Russian see, fight. Though, great too. to see Kai Kara France get a big victory. Uh, I, love, yeah. I love a lot of the fighters that come out of that New Zealand uh, kickboxing academy there. And uh, yeah. Uh, this was a, this was a heck of a fight. I love his nickname. Don't blink. And uh, because yeah, <laughs> most of those fights, you can't blink. There's so much action. Uh, this was his 29th birthday and he, uh, celebrated okay. with a big win. Yeah. 29th. Wow. He looks like he's 16, but, uh, <laughs> and, and the funny, he, he doesn't look like a tough, uh, tough fighter. He doesn't have that look, but he, he surprises you. And, um, yeah, I think he had a first tough uh, round. The first round was quite tough. Uh, but he, he weathered the storm there, and then, and then just he, he definitely wanted to just fight in the middle in the, and just throw it down in the middle. Yeah. And, um, and his opponent there, I don't think, wanted any of that. Neil Magny fought in this welterweight yeah. fight uh, early on in the main card. Yeah, uh, he got a decision victory. Um, he tied George St. Pierre with 19 wins. 
Uh, yeah. He passed George St. Pierre with um, fight time in the USC welterweight division. Uh, yeah. George St. Pierre and Neil Magny, I don't really think that we should be seeing Neil Magny the great George St. Pierre in the record no. books, but uh, he did. He did, but and, and you know what? I, I like Neil. Um, he, uh, but he's he didn't fight. He's never fought the same caliber. No, that I, I mean, GSP held the title uh, twice, and then and then moved up to middleweight and won the title convincingly. Yeah, there, all with his, his uh, and we talked about his stomach colitis, his, his stomach issues. Yeah. He could have been. He, he could have been been even better. But Neil Magny, you know, um, tough guy that's ha- hanged in there. And again, he's another guy that you 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 got to be prepared to fight the whole fight with him. He's hard to kill, and uh, he'll just keep coming at you. Very well. And um, and it, what was the um, was it the Cuban guy uh, that found that there was, he had a super brawl years ago that was just getting beat up by. What's his name? A really stocky, I think, a Cuban guy. Um, oh, um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah but anyway, but you got to be ready to fight a full fight. Now, that fight, I don't know. That was a split decision on, on Saturday night. Yeah. And um, could have gone either way. Uh, I think he maybe, maybe just pulled it out in the end. Yeah. And uh, But, yeah, definitely not. You can't really... It's great he, he stuck around as an old veteran. Um, you can't really uh, compare him to GSP because GSP, you know, had uh, won the, his his division twice and uh, and then and defended it many times and fought the top guys. But he's he, he's a he's a good guy. He's a good guy to have around. And but unfortunately, he's a bit more of a uh, of a gatekeeper. Yeah. You know? True. Uh, he called out Kamzat Chemaev. Uh, careful what you wish. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I was surprised by that call out. I I don't think kind of they're in the same type of stratosphere either. Um, I don't see the UFC wanting that fight to come together. Yeah, and I think Neil Neil doesn't need someone that explosive that comes all at what Neil Neil needs guys that. Uh, that are a bit more slow burn like he is and, and it just wears them down yeah. but uh i don't i don't see that being a great fight for him uh, again if he could maybe last the first round and a half uh then but uh, will he uh, probably not yeah uh more likely i heard two other names uh steven wonderboy thompson or sean brady so uh we'll see if they okay yeah, we'll see if they uh, put those together. The seems more realistic. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, uh, that, that, those could be decent fights. Those could be interesting fights. Yeah. Uh, did you see how many fights were canceled off this card? Yeah, I saw. I saw there was at least three, weren't there? There was uh, one, two, three, four, five. There was five actually all together. Yeah, it was uh, okay. Pretty crazy. Um, the one fight that I really, really, really wanted to see, and I hope this happens very soon, was Jan Blachowicz against Alexander Rakic. And uh, when that fight yeah. fell off, uh, it really, really hurt me and devastated this card. I think that it would have been awesome to see those guys bang it out. 
Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, and I didn't. I, I thought they were ca- that one was canceled. Uh, I just didn't hear why why it got canceled. No, I don't think they've released any reason. Uh, okay. Also, uh, Ilir Latifi and Alexei Olenek. Uh, Latifi got some stomach bug, uh, not COVID, but uh, he was really. Didn't Latifi just fight? Wasn't able to. Um, I don't think he's fought super recently, but he oh, okay. uh, yeah he wasn't able to be there. Uh, the karate hottie Michelle Watterson was supposed to fight okay. Amanda Hebas. Uh, that fight fell okay. off. Nate Landewehr against David Onama. Tucker Lutz against Choi Sung Woo. And um, yeah, it was just uh, kind of a cursed card yeah. with uh, all these fights falling off. But it still actually yeah. turned out to be, um, yeah, fairly fun. Lots of, um, yeah, lots of action on the on the card. And uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it turned out to be a pretty good, uh, pretty good card in the end, and um, you know, with all these canceled fights, I mean, it's it's, it's the fight sport, uh, the contact sport. Uh, a lot of injuries occur, and um, and and also we still have COVID around, so guys are training really hard. It's actually how I got COVID a couple months ago. I I was just training really hard, wore myself down, and um, and rolled with a bunch of guys who. Everybody and I think I told you everybody seemed to be asymptomatic and nobody got it after I did. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> you know these yeah. doctors saying uh, you can't get it from from someone that's asymptomatic. Well, and uh, where'd I get it from? Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's still around. And and also I, I wonder how uh, Matt Brown he had his his fight got with uh, Bam Bam got uh, postponed because yeah. he did get COVID in December. So. Yeah. How did I wonder how that affected? I wonder if he wants to rematch. I'm sure it must have. Yeah. Uh, did you have any long-term um, health effects? No. Um, no. I mean, I, I decided to get myself fully vaxxed, and um, no, it was. It was. Uh, uh, I would say for the first week or so, I, I wasn't quite the same. Uh, but after that, uh, my strength started to come back just fine. Yeah. yeah, it's really it's really funny. Uh, it just seems to affect lots of people different. I, I know people yeah. are still feeling effects months later. Um, and then some, you know, just they, they go down for three, four days and then they're back to normal. And, uh, you know, luckily, yeah, you got a mild case or, you know, you're, you're a healthy guy and uh, we're able to fight it off. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I know think, yeah. I would think that it would have definitely affected his training. And then, you know, who knows, uh, you know, with his cardio, he looked like he was gassed at a lot of points in that fight, but uh, 41 years old as well. And, you know, in going that battle, hard. so who knows, really? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it'd be interesting. It may, have, it may affect that. I do know a couple people that uh, decided not to get themselves vaccinated that January, it seemed like a lot of us were getting hit so hard in January. And uh, they got hit, and uh, they they decided not to and uh, get themselves vaccinated. And and by their own um, mentioning, they said they they feel very lucky to be here because they said they thought they were goners. Wow. Both of them said they, they uh, said they. And actually, we work with you might know one. We work with one of them, and um, I got him on to work with me on this on this production, but. Uh, Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh, 
the other 50k uh, that was handed out for the fight bonus was to Chris Gutierrez. Uh, he had a big yeah. spinning back fist knockout of Dana Batjarel uh, from Mongolia. Uh, Batjarel yeah. uh, is a fighter that I just love watching. Uh, I never yeah. thought that somebody from Mongolia would be able to come in and uh, look so yeah. scary and, and so technically sound, but um, yeah. he, he got caught by El Guapo and dropped. And, yeah. uh, it was an impressive, impressive knockout. It was, it was. And that's where, uh, you know, and, and now it's looking, starting to get shown a little bit of signs of fatigue. I don't know if he had uh, a jet lag or, or, um, uh, or, but he, for not a big guy, not, not a big weight class, heavy weight class, he started to show fatigue and he started to slow down and his hands were down and he didn't, he didn't react. When he spun, when when a when once uh, a fighter throws spinning technique, you have a little bit more time to react. He had no reaction. He took it straight on the chin, no. straight on the jaw. And as we learned uh, in in the uh, in the courses that we've taken, uh, when the head is swung like that, that that's uh, uh, that kind of closed circuits. Uh, uh, cold circuit the brain and um yeah he was he was looking great prior but uh, some uh, yeah everybody's got a uh, achilles tendon that's uh yeah he got caught hard there sure did yeah unreal and uh gutierrez uh, talked a lot about his camp factory x a lot of great fighters coming out of there uh said he's trying to be a better human uh really yeah. wants to um you know put a lot of emphasis on just uh, doing better with his job. Uh, that was the ninth spinning back fist KO in UFC history. And uh, it'll be on his highlight reel tape for years and years and years. And I think it'll get him uh, an opportunity. That was his uh, seventh win in a row. Uh, and uh, well, he's six Oh and one actually in his last seven. So um, okay. yeah, yeah, I think uh, that was um, yeah. Something that's going to, move him up he was an underdog going into this one and and proved uh look out uh look out for some of those fists because uh, uh yeah one of the, one really really impressive knockout like you say there was no reaction it was just wow it was done it was and, and you know what it was very fast though there was there wasn't a lot of setup there he no. just he, he timed it very well yeah um do you do you want to mention um, any of the other fights? I know you say you saw uh, Matthias Nicolau beat uh, uh, David Dvorak in a decision. Um, I mentioned yeah. Nicole, Furio beating uh, Jennifer Maya. Uh, Sedonia and uh, Sosa also went to decision. Uh, you, you want to mention any of the other fights on the card? Um, I, I, the other one I saw was just uh, um, by uh, the Mark Daikaisis. Oh yeah, if I'm yeah. saying that right. Yeah, I mean, just a solid wrestling game. You know, not not the most. Uh, you're not going to bring a, a ton of the butts in the seat to to watch that sort of stuff. But a really good display of wrestling. No. Uh, let me see what else. Is, oh well, I don't know if you want to talk about this. The two Russians. No, no, we're not talking about them. Yeah, we're not talking about that because I I 
good because I don't even know if that happened. I know nothing about that. <laughs> yeah. So I think, and I think that that was it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that we covered it pretty well there. Yeah. Uh, we've got a one week break, and then we've got UFC yeah. two seventy three, uh, two title fights. Uh, coming on this card, yeah. uh, fingers crossed, nothing happens, no COVID <laughs> injuries, no nothing, <laughs> yeah. no weight cut problems. Yeah. But uh, Alexander Volkanovsky faces the Korean zombie. Uh, Volkanovsky yeah. has been pretty unbeatable for, uh, you know, a while. Uh, I think yeah. Korean zombies uh, in way over his head. Uh, to me, the uh, zombie glad, is a guy yeah. that doesn't have a lot of amazing defense. But, you know, we talked about. Matt Brown being immortal and you have to do a lot to kill the guy. Uh, Korean zombie's been like that. Uh, he has a, a puncher's chance, I guess, but I think this is a one-sided affair. I, I think the only one thing is I don't see Volkanovski having a ton of one punch, one punch knockout power, but I think you're right. I, I'm scared for the Korean zombie. I mean, that's He's got that nickname because he doesn't have defense and he just keeps coming. But uh, I see this not going very long. I see maybe a ground getting ground and pounded and, and it ending. I think he gets dropped and then Volkanovski just jumps on him. Um, I, I'm surprised this is even going. Uh, I, uh, I'm surprised because I don't see the Korean zombie there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Max Holloway that was supposed to have this spot, and then yeah, so um, yeah, they, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes uh, more sense. Place, but um, uh, I, I'm really but looking then the rest of... to the uh rematch between Aljamain Sterling and, and Peter Yan. Um, yeah, the, Peter Yan was beating Aljo in their first uh fight, and yeah, uh, I think so. He, uh, he threw an illegal knee that uh, Sterling wasn't able to recover from. Uh, quite, quite a bit of controversy there, but um, yeah. I think uh, Jan is the better fighter uh, from what I've seen so far, but do you think Aljo was able to get into the gym, see what he did wrong in those, those early part of that first fight and change the dynamic and, and get a victory just on merit instead of getting a disqualification one. Yeah, that's absolutely a, uh, a possibility. I, I too thought uh, Yan was, was winning that fight and he clearly looked like he was on his road to victory, uh, that fight. Uh, but yeah, Sterling's now had a chance to improve, study Yan, he's fought him a little bit more. So it could be, it could be a more uh, even fight now and maybe Sterling can actually, uh, on his own uh, laurels, win this fight. Yeah. yeah, that's a possibility. I, think I, still give it. I think it'll be way closer, and I think it'll be yeah. uh, fight of the night, uh, I believe. Uh, we're, we're, I'm looking forward to that yeah, one. I think we're looking at something great. Uh, I have Kamzat Jemayev. I, I mentioned him a little earlier. Uh, he's on the card yeah. fighting Gilbert Burns. Uh, this is the biggest yeah. step up in competition that uh, Kamzat's ever faced. Uh, yeah. He has come in. He has come into the UFC, and it's one of those guys uh, – you know, don't don't look away. Uh, he'll knock knock you out quick. Um, do, you, yeah. do you think he can still do the same things that we've seen him doing? But to Gilbert, 
that's going to be really interesting because this is a uh, Gilbert Burns is way higher caliber than any of the guys that he's fought previously. Wow. Uh, but he's just so explosive and just gets on guys and and gets them in nasty positions and just ground and pounds them. But then again, Gilbert Burns is a world champion jujitsu guy, as so that that'll be interesting how we how it's going to fight. I'm really looking. I'm actually really excited about that fight. I think it's a really interesting. The styles are are definitely different, um, but um, um, I don't know who I, I I don't know who I pick in this fight. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to know. Uh, uh, most of Kamzat's fights have been over so quick, and he's overwhelmed uh, the guys uh, undefeated. Yeah. You know, been able to come in and get a bunch of really quick victories, but the competition level wasn't there. And now we're finally seeing, you know, him go against the guy that's got a ton of experience and, and well-rounded yeah. fighter. And, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure who to pick, but uh, we'll see if Cam's that's the real deal. Uh, you know, if he can yeah. beat Burns and he can beat the next couple competitors up there, uh, yeah, I'll start giving him more props than I am currently. Yeah, I mean, if he if he beats Burns, I mean, who who does he have about Burns? Maybe uh, get yeah. the title shot. It'd be, yeah, it'd be pretty quick, but yeah, he might. Yeah, that I think they're fast tracking him for it, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. see. Uh, yeah, we'll see how they put it together mm-hmm. on the prelims. I'm really excited. I'm really looking forward to. Uh, Jerzinho Rosenstrike and Marching Tabura. I mentioned them earlier. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's number yeah. eight and number 10 in the heavyweight division. Uh, I think yeah. we're going to see a definite knockout. Uh, that'll yeah. kick off the prelim card. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think, uh, and Rosenstrike's got to, uh, he, he's got to do something. I, I actually think both of them have to, have to win. Uh, this is a very important fight for both of them. Uh, because I think uh, I think they 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 if they have a poor performance, it uh, I don't know if uh, they're going to be kept around. Uh, and they do have a lot of potential though. Now Rosenstruck he has, hasn't hasn't uh, shown uh, as uh, as promise uh, as they they thought he thought he was very promising, but he hasn't shown that yet. And Tuera, well, I mean, big guy too got knockout power as well. Um, so that, that, that could be a, a fun fight. And I think they both got to fight. They got to be desperate. I think yeah. this is, this is it for them. A lot of people don't watch the early prelims. Uh, they wait till yeah. the prelims in the main card. Uh, it's, it is harder to find them, but, uh, Ilya Latifi and Alexio Linick was canceled off last week's card. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, they put it on this. There one. we go. Uh, and then. We've we've also got uh, Vince Bichelle against Mark Madsen, which I really yeah. like. Uh, and yeah. Mickey Gall fights uh, Mike Malott. Um, yeah. Joe Arce's on there. There's quite a few uh, fights. There have been two two fights canceled off that early prelims, but um, right. yeah, I think there's still a heck this of a might, lot. This is going to be a fun card. Yeah, this is a really elite card. Uh, yeah, two, 273. Uh, and it's... And it's the day after they have no more vaccine passport uh, here in BC. Oh, okay. So uh, we're gonna oh, see okay. we're gonna see all the teamsters. We're gonna see all the you know, <laughs> unvaccinated people that have been fighting and not wanting to do it. 
they're going to be out in full yeah. force. And uh, yeah, right. I'm looking forward to a full, full bar that night to, uh, to watch USC 273. Yeah. And it looks like I'm just looking here at the fight card. And I think there's another guy I, I, I want to see fight. He can be quite exciting in middleweight. And uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, I'm going to have trouble saying his name, but Duplessis. Oh yeah. Duplessis. Yeah. Duplessis. It's Duplessis. I think he's uh, then, and oh, and the guy that got uh, Rodolfo Vieira with the submission, a jiu-jitsu world champ, but he rocked them. And, they, and, and that by Anthony Hernandez, that one, I think that's going to be, I'm looking forward to that one as well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, those uh, guys can bang. Got, as I said, we've got a, a week off, uh, rare Saturday mm -hmm. night. Uh, there'll be no UFC, but uh, we'll, uh, yeah, I'll be really excited to get together and, and watch that. Uh, hopefully you can come out. Uh, I enjoyed. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's time. what I'll have to do. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah so what's the date on that? Is that the 8th? Uh, the ninth. The eighth is the Friday the where they'll stop in the passport, and uh, it'll be April 9th. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll have to uh, get permission. I mean, set a date for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, one last note I wanted to mention: uh, Dana White has been in the news quite a bit recently. Uh, one mm. of the things was. Um, Robbie Fox of Barstool Sports had a really good interview with him and asked him if he's if he's deciding if he wants to move on from his position. And he said, yeah, he, he's starting to consider it. And he said, uh, who's who would replace you? And he said, there's only one guy in the world, I think, that could replace me. But uh, nobody knows his name. I'm not telling you guys who it is, but. Uh, he said uh, that's um, something that he's really considering, which is quite surprising to hear because uh, it seems like, you know, this is oh. something that he wants to do, you know, until the day he dies. Yeah. But, uh, there was rumors that Daniel Cormier was going to be the guy okay. that would do that. And he said, no, Daniel could not do this job. I don't think <laughs> uh, Daniel Cormier is the guy, but... Uh, I know a guy, and uh, he's probably going to replace me at some point soon. Okay, I have no idea who that is, and no, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have no idea. And Daniel, has, has Daniel uh, Cormier, has DC officially hung up the club? Yes, he has. Yes, he's done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's okay. Okay. Officially done. Okay. So. Yeah. So. Okay. We'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see if that's the case. But uh, man, this was fun. I'm glad we could do this. Uh, thanks so much for yeah. breaking down this card. Uh, it had been way too long since we had, and and uh, well, th yeah, yeah, for sure. Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks for making right. an appearance. Nice to see you. Have a good sleep. Bye. Thanks for sharing yeah, your dad. Betty, bye, huh? For sharing your dad with yeah. Oh, mommy just got home too, and now give me a dirty look. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hey, Stefan. All, yeah. all the best. Okay. Have a great night. We will talk okay. soon. Take care of yourself. All right. Good night, Dan. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Great episode. Uh, great to have Stefan. Capolini join us and uh, break down great card and preview USC 273 coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And uh, 
yeah, it was pretty wild how um, the uh, Will Smith uh, slapping of Chris Rock uh, started off a podcast because everybody was talking about it uh, today. Everywhere I went, everybody had some takes on it. So um, anyway, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I uh, want to thank our partners and sponsors as always. Uh, Anchor FM, the easiest place to make a podcast. Just go to anchor.fm and they will uh, help you, um, yeah, create a podcast. And it's uh, a fantastic, fun thing to do uh, like we had tonight. Um, I want to mention uh, Verbero, the hockey equipment and apparel company, uh, industry leader in technology, performance, and value. And the V350 stick is a must-have for any hockey player in the family or, or your friends. Um, Pampas and Possibilities, designers of West Coast pretty things that they put in your home. Uh, reach out to our website and uh, get them to help uh, gussy up your home, make it uh, a lot uh, more livable. And uh, speaking of living, forever living, uh, products for health and beauty made out of aloe vera. Uh, highly recommend uh, many of the products, uh, phenomenal things. Uh, just go to our website, completesportsmedia.com. And there are um, coupons uh, that you can get some of the products at discounted rates. So thanks again, to, always to our partners and sponsors. Uh, uh, Want to uh, yeah, sign off to say, uh, Jason, you were missed today and this evening. I uh, hope you're on the road to recovery real quick because, uh, yeah, we want to uh, have your takes as always on uh, the world of sports that you follow. And um, yeah, good luck, buddy. Uh, we will, um, yeah, have have you in our thoughts a lot. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, uh, Stefan, for uh, stepping in and uh, doing a great job as always. So take care of yourself, everybody. Love you lots. Bye for now. Have a very good week ahead.